Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Welcome to Lay and Parties, episode 15 from the Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and with me is Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, buddy? Uh, it was good, and you know, filled with games, and that's about it. How was yours? <laughs> it was good. It was good. And obviously with me, uh, we have uh, my other co-host, uh, from another podcast that I'm on, the CFG Gamecast, we have Davis Green and Alex Lex. <laughs> I would just call you Lex. You can Sorry. see my full name. That's cool. You know my name. Okay, I wasn't sure. And I feel like I was going to butcher it because I feel like I butcher your last name every time. Badia. Yeah. <laughs> Badia, okay. yes. Yeah. There we go. Thank you guys so much for joining us uh, today on Land Parties. Uh, how are you okay. guys doing? Uh, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. I'm um, doing pretty good. Just uh, going through the grind, trying to keep the regiment going, watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z right now. I don't know why, but I've just been going going ham on that as of late. But yeah, uh, but other than that, it's been just keeping on trucking, really. I feel you on that. Also, uh, we just did a reveal of my name, I think, publicly for the first time, which that's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty good. I caught up on Nancy Drew last night. From <laughs> You're welcome, CW. Uh, Is that show I, still going? It's so good. It's brand new. The Nancy Uh-oh. Drew show. Uh, I think it's still within its first season. Maybe? I don't I know. Even know that well, After thought- Dark is something that I've been following because I, uh, long story short, I have a special education degree and so I did a lot uh, with um, Deaf and Blind as well for my students, and that show kind of peaked for me. I was like, cool, it's about a deaf girl who kind of detectives-ish. But yeah, so I don't know, it it caught up on Nancy Drew. None of that matters, but yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, just a little bit of context, uh, and we'll get into, we'll we'll ask you guys some questions and stuff like that as well. Uh, But, you know, they're they're both gamers, uh, streamers. Um, I know that uh, uh, Davis has a, a, a website and a, a big network of just all kinds of just nerd culture and, and you know, gaming and all kinds of uh, different things and whatnot. Uh, Lex, you've been streaming for, what is it, almost a year and a half, two years now? Almost two years in June, officially. Uh, I don't know. Do we consider my PS4 streaming? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I started, right? too. Yeah, 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 that counts. I mean, I started with like a crappy, like little PS4 camera. They're good, but it's hard because you have to like stack books and open drawers, and it it was a lot of effort, y'all. You have lex, no idea. Lex, 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 lex. Don't forget where you come from, okay? <laughs> That's all I gotta That's say. Exactly right. That is um, exactly right. But yeah, I think we'll be celebrating two years, like June sixth or something. I don't know. Twitch always like tells you, which is great. I know it's right after my birthday. So like right after my birthday, less than a month is when we usually celebrate like our two years. So yeah, it was fun. It'll be fun. I'm excited. That is awesome. Um, 
I, I, I don't want to uh, muddy this up. I want to get right into this. I know that Lucas is super excited about this next one. I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off, Lucas. Yeah, so thankfully we have a new release date for The Last of Us Part 2, and it's close. It's coming in June, and mm. just thank goodness. Oh my goodness, Ryan, you know this is probably my most anticipated game of the year. Was totally heartbroken when they announced it was getting delayed, and I'm just glad that it's coming soon and we can get our hands on it this summer. Yeah, I I, I agree, dude. I thought, uh, I was nervous. I was nervous at first uh, when, they, when they first said that, it was an indefinite um you know they just kind of postpone it indefinitely we started speculating about well you know the game should almost already be done why are they you know talking about pushing this back we understand the current situation that we're in right now uh obviously they had a lot of people uh kind of nervous about distribution and whatnot uh but this i mean yeah i'm i'm happy to see that not only did they give us a date but they gave us a date right around the corner i'm kind of like uh in two worlds right now with this because like uh no don't, don't get me wrong i mean last of us 2 is highly anticipated there's no there's no if hands or buts that this game is going to be like a instant masterpiece when it comes out but like uh i guess i really wanting to know more on what like what was the push on the delay because i don't know if it was if it was possibly due to the, the current climate because uh, since sony's been very adamant saying that they've been they're up to date on uh, they were up to date. The things are going the way they were wanting it to go for a uh, production wise. But like, what, like, what is to say that this is the date that they're going to be, you know, st- uh, they're going to be sticking to? Because they didn't give us a reason why the first time. <laughs> I mean, when they delayed it again, and who's to say that it's going to happen again? I mean, I pray that it's not going to be. It's not going to be delayed again. I really do. But like, uh, it just kind of makes me kind of skeptical to say I'll see it to believe it because like also like the time where it's at is in the middle of summer which is very rare for mostly triple a games to be coming out uh around that time so i, I, don't, I don't know i mean that's uh, maybe it's just the pes- pessimistic per- side of me I don't, I don't know i would say this that would be a, a pr disaster <laughs> if they if they delayed it now again after they just <laughs> released a new date uh so I think I'm a little more confident just because, yeah, it it would be it would be terrible if they went back now and then like, never mind. I so I was really excited for Last of Us 2. Here's how I work. If I know that there is a sequel, I want to play it right after I'm done with the first one. And so I've kind of been waiting and on this game. I've been sitting on it. I want to play Last of Us. I want to play Last of Us 2, but I wanted to finish and be able to then like straight go into Last of Us 2. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I have too much, too muchness, and I need more. <laughs> right, and right away, like I did that with Picard. I do that with shows. If I'm watching it, I'm so used to being able to like stream everything, watch it when I want it, how much I want it, consume as much as I can. And so, because of that, I feel like I've gotten into this culture of, well, if it's coming, in my mind, it's like, no, I have to have it now. You know, that's why I hate ordering stuff online. I want it now. Um, so I've been waiting. I'm so excited that this is coming out. I've stayed away from like streams. Like any of my friends who are streaming, sorry guys, if I haven't watched, it's because I want to save like everything in the game. I don't want to know too much. I know a little bit, but not much of the storyline. I don't really understand. I don't really know the plot. Like I'm staying away from everything so that I can play and just binge both games like in a row. And I'm excited. Again, like, like Davis said, I'm curious, like, what was the delay for? Did they just not want to go out 
and like release it in March due to all of like the quarantine stuff? Like, did they know that that was going to happen? And because of that, wanted to hold off? I, I'm just, well, I mean, I'm curious I don't as know. to why. I don't think it's, I, like, I'm pretty much sure that it's not, I don't think it's because of the quarantine. I, I really don't think so uh, with the, uh, uh, for what, uh, what it is. I mean, it could, the, it, it, the, the weird thing about this was the, uh, it would have been almost Dog? done. Yeah, it's Naughty Dog, right? Naughty Dog mm-hmm. made this one. Um, Naughty so, Dog, yeah. Yeah, so like, what's weird is that Naughty Dog didn't really give an, uh, like, they're usually pretty transparent when they do these delays, because Naughty Dog has always been notorious of not, you know, releasing things on time, and, and, and it's fine. But uh, this one, they didn't. They just they just flat out just said indefinite delay, which is even worse because like when right. they when they just, they left you a month a month before it comes out, they said indefinite delay, and you're like wondering what the heck happened. You know, I mean, like why did they decide to go this route? And and I mean, and luckily it, that that we didn't have to wait super long for it. But like, I just wanted. To, I think it has to be some sort of. Uh, I don't think it's production wise but i think it must have been something in uh, uh in its like you know pr- uh, programming or something that was that they they must have had to hit a hurdle hurdle on but i wonder um, if <laughs> they are trying to make sure that it's available for ps5 maybe and because of that they delayed that's what my thoughts were originally too was that with the ps5 and them not because they haven't playstation hasn't been very transparent I don't feel, and I don't know on the back end how they've how transparent they've been with developers right. and whatnot. But I feel like maybe they weren't quite prepared to launch maybe with PS5 because that was the same issue that they had with PS3 going to PS4, and that's that. why I never got it for PS4 because I already had it on PS3, and I was like, I'm not buying this game again. again you right. know what I mean? And and I, you know, and, and again, I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of give the side eye at PlayStation because you do have this weird thing where all of a sudden you were splitting, you, you know, as, as a consumer, I'm now splitting my friends because half of them can't uh, can't afford to get the PS4 or whatever. They're staying on PS3, but I, you know, I was able to get the PS4 and <laughs> I couldn't go back to PS3. I mean, come on now, buddy. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I feel like they're trying to address that with some of this backwards compatibility. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. So, which I, I think is great. I just, but yeah, I don't think this had anything to do with uh, necessarily the current situation. I think that they're in some technical error or area. They were not prepared or they were working on something and they needed more time. They weren't sure how much time it was going to take. They just say, yo, you know what, guys? We're delayed indefinitely. Right. I think, Mm. I think, I think as far as Sony, like in my mind, here's the conversation that happened was, are y'all ready for PS5 too? And they're like, what? You know, as a developer, like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, by the way, here are the keys to the kingdom for PS5. And they're like, crap, what now what are we supposed to do? So I think logically speaking in my head, that's the conversation that was had. And then that's why it was delayed indefinitely. I'm just going to have imaginary conversations about the developers because a lot of them don't give us information lately. So you're welcome. Lately. That's not, that's not understandable. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, besides, like, I mean, uh, with, with Last of Us, didn't they announce, uh, was it Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima uh, also has a date too? Yes, or it was comes it just, out like a uh, month after. Okay. Okay, good. Because, I mean, it, those are the two big, yeah, those are the two biggest PS PlayStation games, in my opinion, for especially for the system. So, like, uh, when they both got delayed, uh, that kind of 
put a weird weird mark. It was funny when we were talking about it when they when they just happened. We were like, it was a punch in the gut because we we're like, you know what? We're fine that like you know they're canceling all these other events. We're we're cool that E three isn't going to be happening, and it's understandable why they don't want to be doing conventions. But then when they said, oh, uh, Last of Us two is is being uh, indefinitely delayed, we're like, wait, what? It's like, I was going to start playing you it to tell too. Us that? <laughs> you know, so it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I will say <laughs> this: this this is a pretty strong swan song for the ps4 between final fantasy 7 last of us ghosts and and cyberpunk at some point um too so like that that's a pretty yeah. strong last year for a system yeah I, I i agree yeah i mean and again i i always felt like it it was and and don't get me wrong too because maybe you know that's them they want to go out on uh, on those high notes you know and then can continue that momentum on to that next platform or on to that next uh, generation of consoles and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I'm just excited that they that they came, that they have the date. Lex, you have the date. I can't believe I never, I did not know that you haven't played the first no. one either. Literally well, one of the all-time greatest games I know. of all time. When we I announced it, that it was, it was canceled, the three of us were together and I was doing research on my topic for the day and I just hear... One of you say, what? It's canceled? And I looked up, like, and I think the color came out of my face because that whole, I was going to start the first one. I was going to move everything, Spoopy Tuesday, all of it. Bye. I was going to start and do extra early streams and start, like, running through the first game so that by the time the second one was out, I was ready. I was going to do a whole thing. Like I was going to revamp stuff. Nope. I was like, you just destroyed like my next couple of months. The hell? I'm so upset. But no. Thanks, no. Sony. Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Naughty dog. It's but right. still though, I'm, I'm glad that it is coming out. Yeah. Uh, you should be excited. I'm excited too. I almost want to go back and like, and I can't because I don't have it on PlayStation 4, but I was like, I want to at least go back and maybe do like a, like I'm sure I could find like on YouTube or something like a refresher video or like, yeah. Here, here is here is what all that because it's been years, right? It's, it's like it's like eight dollars now on PlayStation Four. <laughs> is be, it really? Yeah, you should. Nah, be real. dude. I only. I'm very much a. I, I play a game and I'm done with you now. I need to move on to to other things. I'm terrible like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That is the story that never ends and that, no, I will finish that though. I will finish that. Cause I said, so right now I have Final Fantasy seven remake. I'm almost done with that. I need to go back and, and finish Kakarot. Huh? I said, you only have 44 yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I, I like all day yesterday, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm close to the end. <laughs> I should be finished soon. And like, it just kept going. I was just like, there's so much more left. Like what is Eight going on? I thought it was close. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'll be finishing that. We've got Kakarot. I need to finish that. They've got actually a uh, new update that's coming out with, uh, they're incorpor uh, incorporating a uh, boss. I think it's Beerus. Uh, mm. into the storyline as well so that's cool that they're actually doing updates and stuff uh to that to that because i didn't know that they were going to be doing that and then and then a, a billion other games and then metal Gear. nah i'm just playing mm -hmm. i will beat metal gear solid 5 before the ps5 comes out guaranteed <laughs> you have my word put 20 bucks on it <laughs> i'll put, I'll put you, more than 20 bucks on it 
Smitty, if you don't do, if you don't beat Metal Gear Solid Five, we're on a podcast, so we get we could easily go back and run right. the tape back. If you don't What's beat Metal Gear Solid Five by the PlayStation Five, you're going to donate a hundred dollars to Extra Life. Absolutely, That's absolutely, one hundred percent. That would be the like only that. way. Okay, all right, like we got here first. What episode is this? Episode fifteen, right? Okay, episode I'll fifteen. Episode 15. <laughs> um, moving on, though, I know that and we kind of uh, jibber jabbed about this a little bit uh, beforehand on the CFG Gamecast. But uh, Nintendo it comes out that Nintendo uh, and uh, they got hacked. Uh, they they revealed about one hundred and sixty thousand uh, user accounts. I think my understanding is that a lot of it was tied to and some of it was tied to these older accounts so those of you that had like wii u accounts and i think 3ds accounts were extra vulnerable uh i believe that they basically are wiping those and you have to create new accounts through their new system if you are on those older uh uh nintendo ids um but yeah I, this is, I mean, that was a, dude, that's 160,000 accounts. They had access to email addresses, uh, payment options, uh, you know what I mean? Everything under the sun as far as with that. How does, how do, how the heck did that happen? Nintendo, I feel like, is usually pretty solid as far as uh, uh, along, like, hacks and, and, and things like that. You don't really hear a lot of this happen uh, with Nintendo. It's actually surprising to me because the way I kind of look at how Nintendo is, especially when it comes to online, is I kind of feel the same way about like people hacking a Windows computer versus people hacking an Apple computer. It's not the fact that Apple is a uh, is a more a more safer product. It's just that it's just not a, it's a waste of people's time to to go to it because no one's using apples as as a as a, as much as a as a windows pc so it's it's the same kind of thing with nintendo it's like what was the reasoning for uh for for people to put their time and their money on the uh on trying to hack their their nintendo eShop? it's not because of security because i mean let's face it nintendo is probably one of the worst network uh has network infrastructures there are between between the the big three and uh so it was just a more of a matter of people don't want to waste their time on it because they're not going to get into it but whatever whoever did or what or whatever group decided to say you know what i want to we want to we want to expose nintendo for this then i uh then they just they did it i mean i don't think it was anything hard or anything uh uh as uh as hard or anything as easy as uh as any other kind of uh you know uh uh, exposures when things like this happen um, it sucks that that, it, that, it, that it's happened and it's probably why the chain reaction of of like how did you heard, if you've seen recently that Nintendo uh, and it, this, may, this is not official this is just my own assumption on why they're closing down uh, certain certain groups of the Nintendo 3DS as well as the, Nintendo the Wii U stores and stuff like that how they're shutting that stuff down slowly to to multiple mm-hmm. different kinds of locations uh it, it's uh it's it's a shame and it's like uh so i mean we'll see where, where they're going to go with this uh the only thing now is like it, i mean it's 168,000 so that's a real big chunk of people's information especially how some people like to leave credit card information i don't because i've gotten screwed with paypal a long story a long time ago right but like uh but still it's it, it's unfortunate but uh hopefully hopefully they learn from this and hopefully they get something uh something more uh uh, intertwined that's more secure. I think program relating, uh, you, you made a really good analogy between like Windows and Apple. I think 
I think more people use Apple than you think. But the the difference is from like a, a back end point of view, there's always a back door. It doesn't matter how much security you have, there's always a back door to everything. And almost it's kind of ingenious. Cause here's the thing. A lot of people who leave their cards on things like like Wii accounts. Like I have a Wii account. I don't have my card on it. It's probably gone now at this point. Um did that get hacked? Who knows? Um I, I would play over at friends' houses, you know what I mean? But a lot of people don't change their cards every couple of years. They have the same card and they just renew it and get a new, you know, expiration date. Um, and so those are the people, unfortunately, that were probably vulnerable in this in this uh, instance. So from like a back standing back standpoint, it's kind of like it's kind of smart. I don't know. Um <laughs> But it sucks. It happens. There's, you know, you always have to take precautions like that. Uh, like yesterday, literally yesterday, I deleted my card off my PlayStation 4 account because it, it keeps renewing and I keep telling it no and it does it anyways. So I deleted my card. We'll see if it figures out how to renew again. But, um, you know, also it keeps me from not buying stuff because then I'm like, I don't want to get up and grab my card. And you know what I mean? So it's almost like a deterrent for me to buy stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I just, if it's in there already, it's in there. And why not? You know what I mean? I have 20 bucks in my account. Let's do it. No, Lex, stop it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, there's always a back door. And we've talked about programming a lot lately. The, the, the three of us, Lucas, you can join in if you'd like. Um, but I've always, I always say there's a backdoor to everything and it doesn't matter how much security you put in, I can get into your computer. It, it's just as easy as that. Uh, it just depends on what programs you do download that give me a front door. And then it's like, well, now it's not a hassle at all. Now I can see everything. Thanks, Valorant. Um, but, you know, it's just. It's it's just one of those things, man. Like you got to be careful, you know. Especially like those people who had Wii U accounts. You guys are now adults, probably, uh, and the 3DS accounts, and so you gotta you gotta take better care of your bank cards, guys. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's it is an unfortunate part of life. I mean, you you think back to when Sony had their hacking thing with PlayStation, and and we see companies large and small go through this, and. You'd hope that people, especially these days, would start to take better care and more security and more precautions. Um, I mean, it's never good. It, it's always worrisome. Some of these accounts, you know, it, it seems like, I don't know. I, I had to think on whether I still had a card on that account and, and if I had to, chat, I had to go mm. check and, and all that stuff. So sometimes it's just a matter of being in a different time when I made it those Nintendo accounts to even thinking back, yeah. did I do anything with it? Like, mm. but yeah, it, it's, it's right. unfortunate. And I don't know. It, it's just something that we have to deal with and then just have to, to learn. Like everybody has to learn, not just the companies we have to learn and just, just be smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I'm sorry, Smitty, but like, I guess my, I guess, I guess it was more vulnerable on the fact that if someone transferred their old accounts and they still using that account from the switch, on the switch since it's an active account then that's when it's actually even more vulnerable because they know that that's updated information because like uh uh yeah because like uh the because at this point in time we information is pretty much obsolete if you haven't if you haven't uh moved over anything in that period of time i mean just natural credit card expiration is going to be is should will already take it take into effect but i guess this is more on like people who have migrated mostly all their 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 services and stuff like that over to the newest systems where it's active card information 
uh, which which is which is more of a bigger problem in my opinion. Um, yeah, so. no, that is that is exactly what it is. It's not the one that because naturally the older credit cards would have expired. Uh, excuse me, <clears throat> by now. So I think it's more the ones that basically have had that same account uh, generationally, and then they're actively still using that account. Uh, they have updated stuff. I, Cause I think like the people were like buying like V bucks, they've bought V bucks and stuff like that. They said, if you were uh, affected by this, you should be getting an, an email. Uh, so if you think you're susceptible and that, then that you might've been uh, exposed to this, check your emails and uh, Nintendo should be uh, sending something out. They're killing out those accounts though, that, that are those older uh, Wii U and 3DS accounts. Uh, if you have it on a current system like a Switch, and I guess I I think they're making they're just I don't I don't know if you just like create a new account or uh, how that works exactly, but they should be reaching out to you um, via email to contact you if you were uh, affected by this. Again, too, you got to think one hundred sixty thousand is a probably a, a rather smaller yeah. number. That's a drop yeah the for the amount of users. Yeah, exactly. So. I think most people are probably not going to be affected by this, uh, but it's definitely something to look at. And and again, it's like, what is what were the motives? Was it just to, to I guess, you know, hack some credit cards? Uh, who would have thunk it? You know, maybe you maybe again, uh, Nintendo needed to be humbled a little bit as far as with that. Again, I'm not I'm not condoning going out and doing things like no, that. But, it, you know, it at least gets in their radar. Oh, my goodness. This is an, an oversight that we right. haven't even thought about now, you know, now we have to implement some changes uh, to make sure that uh, we don't allow this to happen again. So, yeah, mm. I mean, cyber terrorism is never like a fun thing. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of what it is, because if you think about it, we're so lulled into this. Everything's protected and safe and everything on the Internet is a OK. And it, it's just not. And. You know, I think sometimes like we hear about like Target getting hacked and all of that credit card information being leaked out. It's like, well, I shopped at Target. My credit card information's fine. So, you know, the people get lulled into a sense of, oh, it'll be fine. It's fine. Um, and I'm sure it is. Your card will probably, if it did get hacked, you'll get a notification from your bank. Uh, Nintendo's going to email you. It'll all work out. But, you know, it's just something to be wary of. But it happens happens to us yeah. all but that's like a small percentage like a hundred thousand like in the scheme of things that's a, that's that's not that much yeah exactly it's like five percent <laughs> yeah so, yeah so yeah. most likely people aren't affected but uh you know if you think you might check you should be getting an email uh they'll be taking the appropriate steps and i'm sure they're gonna be working with banks you know make sure check your bank statements and all that stuff as well so uh let's take a quick uh break and uh, we'll be back with uh, more of the conversation. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Bet Online still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem, because Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. 
Bet online, your online wagering solution. And we're back, and we are going to jump right into Stadia here. Everyone's favorite future system, maybe. <laughs> favorite dead horse getting kicked. Like, just keep on kicking that dead horse. Uh, that's what Stadia is. Oh, but no. uh, yeah, so like, uh, so it was. I just uh, I was checking my emails today, and uh, I got an email from uh, from uh, from Stadia themselves directly, and Stadia was saying. Hey, uh, we got some big updates coming on Stadia, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So what, like infrastructure-wise, or like what? It's like, nope, they are adding actually, they're adding more games, uh, which they absolutely need to. But there's something that did pull that 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 I did find interesting in all of this. So first off, they finally they announced today that it's uh, that they're bringing um, um, PUBG on Stadia today uh, uh as well so i know it's like a game that's been out for four years four or five years and finally yeah. bringing it out uh but there's going to be a pioneer edition that's going to be 40 bucks uh but it's going to be free with stadia pro i don't know what it comes with so don't ask me but they have, <laughs> they have, they have a lot of different stuff on it uh, uh but the other things that was that was cool is that ea also did an update saying that they're going to be adding star wars jedi fallen order but it's going to be coming out in the fall of 2020. So I'm just like, you're going to wait a whole year when the original one came out, whatever. Uh, and uh, Madden NFL is coming out in the winter time as opposed to August when it normally comes out. Uh, so that's also the same kind of thing. Same, uh, sorry, Madden and FIFA are coming out uh, in the winter time. So it's going to be late, two, three months late. Uh, but the thing that really kind of got to me, which was very interesting, was uh, was this: that Stadia is actually going to be getting um, time locked exclusives this next this next update. So there's three games that they're going to be getting that's going to be coming out on Stadia first, and then it will be coming out on consoles uh, again. I mean, the, the last one they did on that was, I believe, Darksiders Genesis, which was a good three months, uh, and I don't think it really did much. Uh, but the but this is what they but I kind of feel this is what Stadia kind of needs to be somewhat relevant but there's just there's just a whole lot of bad that that, that, that it brings so the first game they're bringing was a, a game called Krata. Um, and from the description, it says that it brings together players of all ages, abilities, and backgrounds to create multiplayer games and share them with their families, friends, and the rest of the world. So I don't know what that means or what Krata is, but it sounds Mario like it's Maker? like a yeah, it sounds like a mario maker mario party kind of thing i don't know so i don't know what that is um but there's another one which is actually a good game called get packed and it's a uh, game where it's like you're moving uh you're you have to move vehicles and you have to move your stuff into a moving van it's a multiplayer think of like okay. overcooked kind of like oh. that yeah yeah so that that's a good game it's only 20 dollars. Yeah. it'll be available Let's it's available today uh-huh. Let's oh, take so, the most yeah. stressful thing you can do, which is packing, <laughs> and turn it into yep. a game. Exactly. And then they have yeah. multiplayer, so you can yell at the people that are doing it. <laughs> with you. So, yes. Great. Yes. Uh, and I'm then in. also, yeah. And then there's a game called Wave Break, and uh, Wave Break is an arcade Scott uh, arcade style skateboarding game, and it's set in a crime filled 1980s Miami Vice inspired world, uh, built in from the ground up, and it has online multiplayer. So that sounds fun, but yeah, and that's coming. Uh, they don't have a date on that, but it should come this the end of this month. So, so that's cool. So I mean, so Stadia is trying. I will say they are trying their butt off on trying to kind of keep themselves re relevant on it. Uh, but like the, some of the things that really kind of gets to me are these are these weird 
uh, off releases of these games. I mean, a year for Fallen Order. I mean, come on, it's been, and then you're going to charge you sixty dollars for that when it comes out. Um, and like, here, here's another one. Um, uh, SquareSoft's Octopath Traveler is coming <laughs> came out today on uh, on Stadia, and it's sixty dollars. And it's like, and that that, that, that game, yeah, that game no came way. out a year and a half ago. And I don't know if Stop someone it. like. Yeah, no one is. I don't think no one's going to be willing to just say, "Oh, well, I'm going to play this game that came out back in 2018 and uh, and pay sixty dollars for it." So, so I mean, I guess the bigger, yeah. So I guess I mean, I, and I don't really want to knock Stadia. I really don't. But it's just like these these prices are just way just don't match up to the product uh, to the product itself, and uh, and it, it, it's really sad to see because I really want Stadia to be some something like another alternative. If someone doesn't want to get a system or a console system, so uh, what are your thoughts on that, dude? You know how I felt from the get go about uh, Stadia and everything they've done. It, it, I under, I see what they're trying to do. I can appreciate that, but they've done it in the most, I feel, lazy possible way they could have. The fact that you're, I mean, it, it never made sense to me as far as, okay, I understand not having a console gaming from the cloud, but why am I going to pay $60 for this, number one, this game I already have, or two, a game that came out a year and a half ago? Yeah, it's not even reasonable. No one is going to throw money at that. They know that. They have to know that. And it doesn't mm. make sense why they're why they're going about doing it this way because I'm not I'm not going to pay $60 for a game that came out a year and a half no. ago. How, however, what you're saying with them coming out with these exclusive these uh, exclusive stuff, that's the only way that they could possibly get ahead. The only way that I would give them money for a game is if it's an original game developed directly from them or or someone in conjunction with them mm -hmm. for this platform. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. That's why I always said, you know, GeForce Now is a way better product, even though they're having their own issues themselves. Um, it's way better at, in, in terms of, I can't even fathom how anybody would think that paying $60 for Octopath Traveler is, how is that gonna fly? If I already have uh, anything else, I can get it for way cheaper. Why would I get it on? Uh, why would I get it on Stadia? I, I feel like they are sitting here and they have been shooting themselves in the foot. They did from the jump off, and they should have never launched when they launched because uh, really, there it, it, it's just a paid beta. It's still in beta, very much so. And again, what makes a what makes something great as far as gaming? The games. If you don't mm. have the games, you better sit down and rethink what your strategy is. That's how I feel about it. I I just from from my standpoint, like I literally looked up just now exactly because I for some reason in my head. I thought it was just the controller. I didn't realize like it, it involved Chromecast, which I feel like you guys told me that recently. So yeah, we my did. bad. You did. My bad, all right? CRS. Um <laughs> But here's here's my I, I, the only one out of all of those that sounded interesting is I love Madden. For some reason I'm like godlike at that game. Don't ask. <laughs> I just press I smash buttons and I beat everyone and they get so mad since Circuit City Days. That's what that's what's happened. Um, I would definitely play Madden. I'm not going to play full price for a game that's been out for a year, year and a half. Absolutely not. And the only one that sounded interesting was the skateboarding one. And if that's 60 bucks, <laughs> nope, you can't have my money. I just, 
I feel you're right. It, it's definitely a beta. It, they're not, they're not there yet. And it's, I get it. Like I, I, I almost feel bad. I know they're trying so hard. They're just not quite there. And what's, what can I like, is there a reason for the delays? Have they said why they're. I if I had to guess, and this is once again, this is my own speculation. This isn't on right. stadia in any You're way. Conversations with them in your head. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going by just kind of looking in between the lines, but I feel that the problem is that their encoding is different than what they normally, what people, what games normally encode in. Because because right. uh, what's encoded in Stadia is their own, is Google's own proprietary encoding. So so uh, it takes time for them to uh, to to say, hey, we got this game. We want you to put it on the Stadia thing, but we can't use dot two six four or whatever they uh, whatever the standard is for uh, for gaming yeah. encoding. They have to basically re-encode the game into what what Stadia can 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 uh, can translate it to. And bring it back out. So not only does it co that cost time, but it's also probably going to cost a little bit extra money. Which so when a game is normally fourteen ninety nine, you're going to charge more for it because you've got, you you have to use more resources just to get that same game on a uh, on a on a brand new on a different platform. That's well, that was one of the biggest problems for PlayStation Three when it first initially came out was because it was a really hard hard system to to uh, to uh, uh, to to make games on because the game because it it was unorthodox on on how to create games on that system. Right. So it's so that's the biggest that's the biggest issue. I feel like I I, I can't see how that's not the biggest hurdle that that stadia is having right now especially for these for these these weird delays and stuff like that uh for it like remember when borderlands 3 first came out it, it wasn't it wasn't the up-to-date borderlands 3 it was two months old because that yeah. was what that's what came out you know so i mean there's just so many yeah that's what i am speculating it is i don't know if it if that's the case or not <laughs> no that's uh, that, that makes yeah sense. He, he, here's the the problem i have with, with stadia right now is in my mind, these need to be flipped. Like, like the games that you were talking about that are, that are at least timed exclusive sound interesting. But I think if they want to have any chance, they need the big, giant AAA titles. They need some of them to come out first there. I can wait for an indie game. You know, if it's in a system I like, I'll just be like, all right, I can wait an extra couple of months to play an indie game. It's those big titles that everyone wants to talk about that you need to be in on. So I just... I just those games sound interesting, but it doesn't move the needle in my mind just because I'm still waiting for the actual games that, that the most people are playing. Mm -hmm. You know what? Here's the thing, though, too, and I totally agree with you, Lucas. So I did, but I feel that Stadia is at, at a point is kind of like they're at a, they kind of dig themselves to a hole on like saying if they get that AAA title on that they would have to pop they would have to give them some sort of level of royalty to give them an incentive to release it on that system because if you release a triple a title on this system it's going to die right. i mean regardless like there's yeah. no there's no way that they're going to get their money back on that uh, on that triple a title like if cyberpunk decided to say hey this is going to be a stadia exclusive for six months no. there's no way they're going to get that money i mean even though people are highly anticipating it but at the same time people are probably going to say you're gonna get it on i have to get this on what system it's like forget this no i'm not going to uh i'm not gonna pay uh, an to, extra to, hundred to pay dollars for it. yeah uh, so let, for, let me ask you this. something then because because you know i i think it sounds like that that it would be nice if stadia were to have succeeded but like does it are they just basically mm. in a death spiral then because like like what do you do to get out I of mean, this I mean, that's such a good question i don't like 
man, I don't like to put in, uh, put, put words in their mouths, but like, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I think marketing was done wrong, uh, from the initial start uh, of this thing. There's no, I, I don't see how this is going to be pulled out. The biggest problem is, is that they released, uh, they, they do have first party, uh, first party, uh, uh, uh studios. Uh, they do. The problem is that when when you're releasing a game on a system that's brand new, it takes two to three years for them to release it. So it feels like they did that step last when they were decided to release Stadia. So like, uh, so now we have uh, we we're stuck with a, with Stadia for. I mean, like we're probably gonna be stuck with Stadia for at least three to five years because we won't see any of the of the gains that the system will have until those studios catch up to uh to stadia themselves so they can release their stadia uh stadia fueled games i mean the only game that stadia has that's on their own is guilt and uh and then like two months ago guilt was free if you had a stadia pro subscription so that that doesn't say that's not good (laughs) so i mean like uh yeah so i i don't know if there's no i don't see a a good light at the end of the tunnel for stadia because the way how all this was was uh was processed and how this was set up I, I don't see how I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't know how they're going to get out of this. Uh, it's really it's really a shame uh, to see that because uh, like now now the big worry is people if you're going to put money in on Stadio what's going to happen when you know it's inevitable when someone's Google says we're done with Stadia like you right. just threw your money away right there. Question: Is it cross platform at all? So like for instance, Destiny. If you're playing it on Stadia, can you play with people on other platforms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah, really yeah. curious about that. Like that was that from the jump. And I think part. that's. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I believe so, and I think that's more on Destiny's or uh, Bungie's end okay. uh, than than Stadia's end. Uh, but you do, and I was able to port my character over from. Uh, from Steam into Stadia. But again, I mean, for me, I didn't have a Chromecast. And, uh, you know, it, it was like, well, why am I going to play this on PC when I'm at my PC? <laughs> you, know, you know, and I think you guys are 100% correct as far as just if they would have came out strong out the gate, had some strong AAA titles that said, hey, we're going to premiere, uh, you know, our, our, our brand new game on your uh, device exclusively or whatever, I think it would have been a lot better received. Uh, but you know th- how it came out, dude. It was so clunky how they came out with stuff. They weren't transparent as far as things that mm-hmm. you were getting right out the gate. They they absolutely put people off from the jump off, and that to me is the biggest part in why why. It is failing. However, now, if you look on the other side of the spectrum, you know, and you look at GeForce now, I feel like they had that infrastructure. They did that stuff smooth as butter, but uh, (laughs) they did not. (laughs) But they did not. You know, again, they had the other issue where they weren't even communicating with developers. All of a sudden, they're like, now we got a subscription fee and developers said, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's my piece of the pie? We have not gotten anything in writing stating that you're able to make money off this game that these people already owe own and have paid for yeah uh, right. that's a whole can of words <laughs> i don't even want to like i don't even understand what like i yeah i don't want to get in on geforce now's dilemmas i kind of feel at first i was on the, the developer side but then i was like that doesn't make sense you already own the game so like what's the point uh but anyways whatever there's some, there's some hiccups i think they need to come back uh really and hit it hard with like their pr marketing i think they need to do a revamp uh, and get like a triple A title, like you said. Uh, but until then, 
We'll, we'll, we'll see. Very I don't think it's going to be viable. Uh, I mean, like, again, we're the, all, I mean the, they're the not going to get AAA title. Uh, that, that, I mean, like, to, uh, to push on that video system. Gaming, uh, oh, well, there's no hope. There's no hope. There was no hope. There was no hope before they even came uh, out. Like, just I because of how they rolled it out. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like they 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 boondoggled it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, now they're in a position where it's like, okay, we the numbers aren't great, so there's no there's no reason for them to 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 have to, to give like a company unlike i said the, unless, the only way is they'll be like hey uh they'll, they'll go to a company they'll give they have a triple a title and then they give them a ton of money up front and then they'll be like okay even if it fails it's the company's still successful like the, uh to to release it that's the only way but i don't think that's going to happen even though google has a infinite amount of money who knows <laughs> yeah no, I agree. Uh, switching gears a little bit, I kind of want to get into your guys' backgrounds a little bit. I feel like you guys both have uh, very interesting uh, stories. Again, we're all uh, co-hosts on the CFG uh, Gamecast, uh, which is a video gaming uh, podcast. We live stream on Twitch uh, over at twitch.tv slash CFG Gamecast. Uh, Lex, I want to start with you. Give us a little background um, as far as, you know, kind of what your history is Um how you got into streaming and some of the other uh, uh, things that you've done on the come up. Well, uh, I mean, how far back do we want to go? So I've always loved video games. Uh, I didn't really have, it was more or less like it was kind of brought up to me as a kid. Like you just don't have time to play video games. You're an athlete. You're going places with it. And I was like, yeah, that's right. So I, I mostly played video games in the car. Um, cause both my parents worked on the strip. I grew up in Vegas. I was a stage kid. Um, and so, you know, both my parents were kind of like starving artists and, uh, I, I really wasn't aware of any of that till I got older, but, um, you know, being able to, I was always one of those people that it was like, when I have downtime, I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay in bed and either watch TV or play video games. And uh, a couple of years ago, well, now it's almost, what, eight years now, uh, I was told that I needed emergency brain surgery. And uh, the healing time for that is really long. It's It takes about a year for your brain to just kind of get back to like what you know is your new normal. Um, six months of you, you can wake up, you're not sure how you're going to feel. And so, you know, my brother at the time was living with me and he's like, I'm at work all day. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I guess like I can get to the bathroom, but can you like leave me a lunchbox of food, I guess, to snack on. And my dad brought over a PlayStation 4. Uh, cause my birthday happened to be like right after my brain surgery. He was like, I got you a PlayStation. Uh, you've been talking about Overwatch and I had seen Overwatch, uh, through Smitty actually on Facebook. And, uh, he was like, well, here you go. Here's a headset. And I'm like, I can't put that on. He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, it's okay. I'll just turn the TV up really loud. Um, and so I started playing Junkrat by sound, uh, cause I couldn't see my TV. Uh, my face was too swollen to wear my glasses and they didn't really work anyways. So uh, I kind of like, you know, banked 80 hours on Junkrat by just playing bass out. And I was really good at it. Um, and then Smitty, I think like on, on PlayStation, you can add your friends. And, you know, uh, I was like, oh, I played softball with this guy. We were competitive and we ended up playing together. And 
I was working 40 hours a week. I, I later on, I got back to work and I just, I wasn't happy. And I was so frustrated with, uh, you know, my new normal, I guess you could say. And like three brain surgeries later, I was like, you know what? entertainment was always what I wanted to do. I never wanted to do just day in and day out mundane stuff. And just, I would never be happy. Like I always knew I wanted to do something as far as comedy, but the, obviously like I can't do that now. Uh, you know, I have seizures and I faint and other fun things. Uh, and so my way around that was streaming. Um, it was just, it kind of made sense. You know, uh, I watched other people doing it and I thought I can do that. If not better. Uh, I just kind of have to do a lot of research and, you know, I got my stream up. It wasn't great. Uh, and I kind of, I would just have my laptop next to me and I'd stream off my PlayStation and, you know, it, it started out as like three solid viewers here and there, like for the first week. And then all of a sudden I was affiliate. I was like, how is this happening so quickly? And then I was like, I don't know how to make emotes. And I had to do all of this research by myself and just kind of figure stuff out. And I'm a huge nerd at heart. So figuring out stuff is like my jam. It's, everything's a puzzle in life. You just have to stop and be patient and figure it out. And so, you know, I, I love, I hate watching myself, but at the same time, I like to see where I was and where I am now. Uh, and like, that's honestly the best advice I can ever give anybody. Watch yourself. And if you can't laugh at like the content you're creating, you need to revamp. Um, but yeah, I just, that's kind of where it went. Like I had brain surgery and then life sucked for a really long time and I wasn't happy. And now I work for myself and I love it. And it's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Kind of the origins, I guess. Davis, what about, what about you? I know that you've got a lot going on, uh, in the, the video gaming and, and just that whole, uh, culture, uh, give us, give us a little lay down on, on, uh, uh, you know, your comeuppance, not your comeuppance, uh, but you're, you're... Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Them comeuppance. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was actually pretty funny. Um, uh, so like, uh, I don't really consider myself to be a Twitch streamer or I like to uh, to say that I'm solely a Twitch streamer because I'm really not. Um, what I like to do uh, is uh, originally like uh, so like maybe 10 years ago or so I started kind of going into conventions for the first time. Um, and uh, so like I was going to these conventions and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of cool stuff that's happening at this uh, at these places. But the biggest problem was they're too expensive. These things are like. Like, I mean, you have, to, you have to drive, then you have to find parking, and then you have to, the tickets itself are ridiculous and all this stuff. And then, then after that, that's not even including all the stuff you're buying. I'm like, man, this is too expensive. I, I, like, I would kind of want to have a good, a better way to get into conventions without without getting into a going through all that process. So then, um, so I had a friend that had a, that had another geek website uh, that that offered me to, to start doing some content for him, and then he'll be able to get me into some of these some of these events. So I started doing that. And uh, so doing that for about a year or so, and then uh, went to uh, like went to all over the place, like uh, to New York and all that stuff, and uh, did some cool events and stuff. Then I, then I uh, got into this. Then, uh, then uh, at one point in time, we decided to kind of go our different ways because I felt the uh, the direction was going differently than what I was wanting. So I ended up deciding to make a podcast for comic books because uh, at the time I was a big comic book collector. So, um, so when I did that. 
uh we we got a little bit i mean we got a little bit of good praise on that so we decided to push it and turn it into a website and uh, we were doing the same kind of we ended up doing the same kind of things i was doing at the first the first uh the first uh pop culture uh website i was in uh so uh from uh from there it was just comics for a long period of time but then uh then we switched over to gaming because game video games everyone plays games i mean there's no <laughs> there's no if ands or buts but everyone plays games and uh we got started uh talking to a lot of people started talking got get, get good connections with like you know developers and stuff like that and now we got to a point where uh, skip to like maybe five five years later, we've gotten to a point where we got res- uh, we got we got a good amount of respect behind our names now with CFG Games. Uh, so like uh, so yeah so like now we just uh, we do a lot of we do a lot of video video game reviews, a lot of video game interviews with developers. We talk to a lot of voice actors, do a lot of different kinds of things just to keep it uh, just to keep it going. And it's I always find it interesting because it's always I always find it fun that you'll be able to we have a different kind of aspect of talking to the creative side as well as you know playing the game and then kind of getting a little bit of extra stuff on the side of it uh, uh, on the side of, uh, on the side of it and, that, and I've always appreciated that so like uh, so uh, when uh, when Twitch started coming into the mix where I met you Smitty. Um, uh, I literally just we just uh, we just tried it out it's like basically. Uh, dip our toe in the water just to see i wonder if we could stream and uh we uh we started and we were having a good time on a play uh, uh, uh just a group of us to play just playing random games and uh that then it just started like we had a nice little community of people just playing random variety variety games and uh it, uh and now it's like uh and from there i was like oh this is really fun you can actually communicate with all these other people uh, uh, with all, uh, with this and then have a, just have a good time. And then, um, I guess the bigger claim to fame on that was our, uh, start our started our process of starting to do extra life, which is basically a fundraiser that we like to do for the uh, children's hospital every year. And, uh, we started the first year, had a good, uh, had a good turnout and, uh, and it's just been growing ever since. I think this will be our fourth year doing it and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So like, uh, so, yeah, so I mean that's what that's what I'm mostly what we mostly been doing on a from our from the website and then and uh, to to streaming uh, and going through streaming services and stuff like that. It's like it's just a fun community. We like to do it just for the fun of it uh, to kind of give back to uh, give back as well as you know chill with the community of CFG uh, of the CFG community. So so yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be interested to know. You know. We, we've seen the landscape obviously kind of shift and evolve and morph for somebody that that's coming up and wants to get into streaming. What would, what do you know now that you think would have helped you immensely back when you guys were first starting? Oh my goodness. Um, it's not as easy as it looks. The production, once you get everything production wise set up, it's so much better, but to get from point A to point B, you have like three rows of alphabet to get through. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> be prepared to do your own research. Be prepared to ask for help. Um, you know, and reaching out to other content creators is great. And, you know, here's the thing is, is a lot of the times, and I talked to Smitty about this, you're not sure if like the friendships that you're making via online um, as a streamer or content creator are genuine. Uh, and you can pretty quickly suss those out 
to see if it's it's more of like a, a use use situation, uh, which sadly happens. Uh, but honestly, like the best thing you can do is make friends, and it doesn't have to be with un- other content creators, uh, just other gamers in general, and and socializing. Um, but building that community is is a huge part of it, and I think I I my dreams for what it would become and what it actually did become are two different things and i'm so happy with it but yeah you need to socialize you need to go out and you need to make friends and that's a huge part of it i totally agree yeah i totally agree i think the uh mix of it uh is that you also kind of have to be like i think it's genuinely you just have to be genuine about these these relationships because the biggest thing is that you know there are always going to be circumstances where you feel like uh someone's uh someone's been doing it for a long period of time and someone may just automatically by default say oh he's just she's just kind of he or she is going by the coattails so they can get that kind of a uh, deal to push on his thing i mean just be genuine just be a genuinely good person on just like introducing yourself networking with people and then just doing and doing kind of uh do, doing sets and kind of things for that and uh, along that note as well um you don't have to be the person with the high tech the most of high tech gears initially i know people's qualities of stream when they when they see the qualities of streams they are very nice and stuff like that but they're not but they don't initially start out that way uh they they basically yeah it's mostly a level of trial and error so don't feel ashamed that you don't have the latest uh the latest kind of hardware or in the latest kind of gear just do it to just do it to what you have uh, to your extent and see what see how it feels for you yourself and then uh, then eventually all the other stuff will come in the future when you're figuring out when you when you got this and saying, hey, I got this. Uh, it's kind of funny because a friend of mine and I've, I stole this from my friend and I think and then I think it's pretty much accurate. Uh, he says anything that you do, um, the first thing, uh, your first stream or your first podcast, anything that you do will be the worst thing that you've ever done, because uh, at that point. Yeah, because at that point, it's like you you you'll learn you've 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 learned as like you've never done it before. Then you now have a little bit of an experience on what what uh, what the cause of it. Then you have the time to start tweaking it, and uh, once it, and you're always going to be improving at that point in time. So so yeah, so like that's the one big thing I think most starting streamers have is like they feel like they need to get the thousand dollar equipment and they don't really need to. They need to just they need to focus on building the community first do what you can work with and then once you start kind of getting your your set of groove of things then start improving the quality of your stream so yeah that that's what i would suggest yeah i mean i didn't even tell smitty for like the first six or seven months i don't even think he realizes it was that long uh that i was streaming i didn't because i knew I knew that you had thousands in your community. I was like, no, I'm not going to tell him. Uh, and we used to play competitive together in Overwatch. Uh, and I mean, I dedicated like a good like 20 hours a week to like our little comp group. And it was like the highlight of my day. I hated my job. I would come home and it was like, I can kill people and not get in trouble. This is great. Um, <laughs> and I loved it. And, you know, I just streaming isn't easy don't ever get into it thinking like this is a cash grab like no 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 (laughs) no no you'll be you'll be sadly mistaken uh those people disappear pretty quickly um and you'll have people coming in out of your community that act like they know what they're doing and they've been streaming a long time and then all of a sudden they just magically disappear and you're like where'd they go um but yeah i mean people people are pretty easily sussed out and communities can easily see too they don't want somebody who's there 
um, and thinking of it as, you know, like a business venture. They want someone who genuinely likes what they're doing and is passionate about it. And so, you know, that's it's, it's kind of like a two sided thing. Obviously, there's corporations that stream, too, as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's the passion behind it. And I think that's that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I think, too, especially with the, the current situation that we're in now, um, a lot you've got way more eyeballs uh, than ever that are looking on digital platforms that are starting to learn this stuff that are seeing more and more of the value uh, of being able to utilize it. And I think it also with that too, you kind of get a better understanding uh, for this younger generation as well and how they've been communicating, how they congregate, how they, you know what I mean? Like it is absolutely, you know what I mean? Like one of the most effective ways uh, to meet new people. At least, you know, I, that's what I've learned personally, uh, just meeting people all across the world, building out a community, trying to, you know, get all these like minded people uh, together and you're doing it uh, in a digital format. Uh, you know, I think it's amazing. And, and and everyone, I feel like has kind of been forced now to play in this arena, whereas before they're like, eh, I know what's the thing, but I'm not going to mess with it because, you know, I'm used to doing it this way where now everybody's like, look, you're Zoom meeting. You got 50 billion Zoom meetings or something, you know, uh, a week um, where it's, where it's, it's d very different. I, I feel like it's kind of it kind of closes the gap and is giving uh, new opportunities now for digital content to really come out. And I still feel like we're on this kind of ground level as far as what it's going to look like here in 15, 20 years, not only from a streaming side and a, uh, a streaming side, a marketing side, uh, you know, and I know typically people don't, you know, as far as a small streamer, someone just starting out, you're not going in just saying, hey, or, or don't, don't, do not go in uh, saying, hey, I'm just looking to get money and stuff like that. But I feel like that's kind of a faux pas of the streaming world that it's, it's kind of looked down upon if you are utilizing it to, uh, uh, to make money, but I feel like, at least uh, from my standpoint, I feel like it's a again, it's a good it's a good way to be able to, especially if you're offering uh, a service or something. I'm not just saying go asking and, and begging for donations or something like that, but truly providing something new and unique. People are going to are going to want to support that, uh, regardless. You know what I mean? I feel so. Uh, it, it's interesting uh, to see where what we look like and what the climate not the climate but the environment looks like once you know this stuff that we're currently going in with covid and and all this what that environment looks like uh here here down the road yeah i just it's it's very interesting it's when i when i told my parents uh, my dad's very business sensey. Uh, he owned a recording studio for a long time. And so I told my dad, I came at him with statistics. Uh, whereas my mom, I knew, I didn't think she'd understand, but I told him like, Hey, I quit, I quit my job. I was going to have to go on disability anyways. Uh, I can't sit around and do nothing all day. That's absolutely not possible. I will be miserable. Here's what I'm going to be doing. My mom's like, Oh, esports, Cool. And as far as that, I thought my dad, if anything, would be like cool with it. My dad was like, are you going to make paychecks? I was like, probably not for a long time. He's like, so what, two months? I'm like, no, dad, no, <laughs> like two years. He's like, 
Oh, he kind of laughed. He thought I was joking. And I was like, no, I'm not. But this is a passion project and I don't need to make money from it. And I, I was smart about it. I was like, look, I own a house. I'm going to rent all my rooms out. That'll pay the bills. And then if I make, you know, $5 paychecks, then I can buy soap. Yay. Uh, it sounds I like can't... a horrible way of living. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't suggest that to anybody. I mean, my situation definitely was different. Um, but, you know, it's it was one of those or it was like, it's now or never. I've worked for, you know, 17 years of my life, busting my butt for other people. Like now I'm going to bust my butt for myself. It's paid off. It's taken a really long time. Uh, I'm happy where we've kind of where we're at right now. But just because I'm happy with it doesn't mean we're not ever evolving and moving forward. And that's what content creation is about. And it's also, you know, I'm collaborating with new people and we're doing new things and I'm doing things I never thought I would do on the internet or admit that I'm doing on the internet, you know, and not to say that they're bad, but <laughs> you know, I never thought I would discuss, you know, my uh, LARPing days and things like that. So yeah, we're getting there. Yes. I'm not nerdy. Shut up. I will talk about it. I know that, uh, Luke, I, I wanted to ask you, I know that, uh, I'm not sure if if you've done any uh, live streaming or if that's something that uh, that you talked about. I know that we've talked about uh, live streaming this uh, podcast, uh, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks and whatnot to kind of start doing that a little bit. Uh, what's your take on on just just where we're at uh, live streaming in general, social media and stuff like that? And, and how does that play a role? Yeah. So uh, uh, in what I, you do? I don't stream. Um it's always kind of been in the back of my mind, but haven't yet. Um, I, I will say this. I, I, I agree with you guys 100% that the people that I watch and follow are the ones that feel like a, a real relationship. Or it feels like they're being genuine to with at least a part of themselves with, with me. And you can tell when people are, are putting on an act, and it might be entertaining for a little bit, but I think you grow tired of, of watching that from my end anyway. And it's, it's people that aren't afraid to talk about the good and the bad, I think is, are the people that, that I stick with the most or that I follow the, the most uh, loyally, I guess. Um, yeah. It's a strange world. Like, like for the review journal, I'm, I'm in charge of their social media accounts. So I, I it's, it's, it's a strange world to communicate with, with, an ever-changing world of, of different social media coming and going and kind of tailoring a message through different platforms. I mean, that that's something that, that I respect the heck out of you guys for because it, it's, it's hard to to figure out how to effectively get your, your point across and then it changes whether you're on Twitch or if you're going on Facebook or you're doing it on Twitter and it's, it's, it's a constant battle. So it's... <sighs> Because things are still changing so much, like, yeah, who knows what it'll look like five years from now exactly. But um, I, I think I think the genuineness of a relationship is always going to shine through. I think that's what's going to carry through no matter what platform you're doing it on. Yes, big time. I totally I totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, it's funny because it's funny. Like I met I believe I met Smitty on a random Facebook forum a group yeah we did a facebook group and then we then they did this thing like that actually it did the thing that they were wanting you to which was like you know wanting to meet other streamers 
to uh and, and then to kind of start connecting and then to and then do the and do y'all's own things and like uh uh i think it was like the very first time they'd done it and then like when they did it just whatever it's like that's how i met smitty and then from there it's like it's what been two and a half years and we just it's just been growing at that point in time it's like that kind of like the level of true like true connections is very very real it's a very big uh i think it's an understated like value that most people kind of kind of uh over proceed like they don't they don't expect it to, to be a big important part but it is probably one of the biggest because because like whatever even the big time streamers it's like they they've gotten help they've gotten help from like from connections from an outside they've gotten like uh they've gotten levels of exposure because someone said you gotta well, you gotta check out this one dude he's really good at this or whatever and then it just grew at that point uh, uh at that point uh to become uh to become something so if you just have a that kind of those kind of connections or those kind like the, that kind of uh uh communications you have with people especially in the streaming world because i mean don't get me wrong i mean there's a lot of drama that goes on <laughs> with all of this too yeah. but like but like when yeah yeah but like the other stuff on the other side of that though too is this that if you are genuine about what, what these kind of things what you what you uh what you hold uh you hold your values very well i mean then yeah you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be fairly successful or very filling on what you're uh, on, on the kind of content that you're putting it uh that you're putting in on yeah so, and i think i think Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lex. I think, you know, for a long time, like when I because when I first started streaming was when I really started it on Twitter because I was like, ah, I'm sick of Facebook. Everyone seems to be on Twitter. I need to join this bandwagon. And I like every morning and every night before I would go to bed, I would catch up on like the Twitter streamer drama. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get Twitter canceled. <laughs> like, I'm so scared. <laughs> and then, you know, about like a year ago, I like had a pep talk with myself. I was like, I'm not going to say anything horrible. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not that person that's going to just blurt something horrible out i've never been that person yeah i'm kind of kooky and wacky but that's my personality and mm. you know i just if who's gonna twitter cancel me over what and i was so paranoid about it for the longest time i'm like who cares like you know horrible things have happened during stream people have hacked into the discord and like said stuff and it's come through bad stuff has happened nothing bad ever blew back on me because i mean I stopped it. It wasn't my fault, you know, and as long as you're a basic good human being, you don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. I, I and I think, think a I, lot of content creators are scared. Like, it's, well, a, it's I, a big deal. It is. a Well, it is kind of scary, too, especially, you know, me being on the older end of the spectrum. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know. Yeah, I guess we're all kind of on, uh, on the older <laughs> older end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's like, yeah, there, like, that's genuine stuff that I've been like, I don't, I don't want to say something that, you know, I've, I've seen people get canceled over, over things. I'm just like, mm, I kind of feel like, all right, now I'm gonna keep them back to myself. But like yeah. the biggest thing for me that, that I've taken away from this is that really it's, it's a great way to be able to, to come together, congregate and meet people online in a different, in a different way. I mean, again, Davis has stayed stayed in my house before. You know what I mean? Who would have thunk? I would have never met him in real life had it not been from this internet connection that we made in this group. And, you know, we, you know, down the road, we we have a podcast together. We, you know, 
we've gone out. I've got you know gone out to Arizona for the extra live stream uh, last year and, and and plan on it if you know if it goes down uh, this year uh, as well. So I mean, it's such a great, it's such a really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's such a great way to be able to connect with people. I know that we're kind of going long here. Um, I just wanted to before we wrap things up real quick, uh, Lucas, you you uh, had had talked about this uh, a little bit as far as uh, uh, Battlefield and and what to expect from them. Yeah. So uh, I guess earlier today, uh, well, I guess we're recording on a Tuesday. So earlier Tuesday, uh, Dice was announcing that they were beginning work on a new Battlefield game to come out next year, and you know I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited for. It. I've always preferred Battlefield to the Call of Duties just because I I stink at the the fast paced frantic. Call of Duty like gameplay that it requires you to be good at that game. So I, I've always enjoyed Battlefield a little bit more because um, I don't feel like I'm dying every five seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> it, I, they were also mentioning that the the there will be no further updates to Battlefront Two, and so kind of double sided. I'm excited for Battlefield. I'm just angry that. Out of all the license that EA's had with Star Wars, that we've gotten a handful of games, most of them have been okay to bad, at least when they launched. And I mean, I mean, like you have such a great IP, and you're gonna just—I don't know—it feels like they just let it die. Sit on it. I mean, man, like uh, Battlefield. I mean, I'm glad if they're gonna do a new Battlefield, that'll be awesome. It'll be cool if they bring back mm-hmm. Bad Company. That'd be awesome. But uh but uh I digress. But the biggest thing is that uh it, with the uh, with Battlefront, um like you uh the they they like when you said handful, you're being too nice because like they've really only made like three. Like don't I mean like, that's really it. And uh I, I feel that they should like I just hope that they that start that the IP of the Star Wars IP just gets the release off of EA's hands because they've they basically like dug it to the ground i mean essentially in my opinion so i mean except don't get me wrong i mean the fallen order is, is a great game but i mean that game came out just last year they've had the they've had the ip for almost five years already prior to that so it's just it's just uh yeah they they, they need a lot of work on uh, on it but as for battlefield uh i i haven't played the most recent one uh hopefully they uh oh yeah because I, I didn't really want to go back to world war ii or anything like that again uh, if they go back to modern war- modern, modern again, like modern warfare kind of levels, like how Battlefield three and four was, I might, I might, I might dip my hand in it again. Yeah, I so I used to play Battlefield, uh, it World War Two scenarios. I didn't mind it. Uh, unfortunately, with the last two brain surgeries, I don't see well anymore, and I just I see so bad that I can't see when <clears throat> someone's shooting at me. So. Uh, I stopped playing that game. Uh, I tried to go back to it a few times. I just, it, I couldn't play it. And and I was getting murdered. I'm like, how do I not see these people? And I couldn't hear them very well either. And so I, I felt like I couldn't change my sensitivity so that I could hear better. Because I can, I play a lot of games with a lot of sound because that's how I see in a sense, you know? Um, that's how I'm alerted. Someone's coming behind you. Someone's come sneaking up on you. Um, and, and I stopped playing that game. I will be honest. I've never played battlefront. Uh, hi, I'm a Trekkie. 
um mm. star wars has just never really fascinated me i like the ewoks they're cute uh and, and baby yoda but that's about it uh i know i'm terrible smitty's like stop it uh i, I rewatched this the star wars recently i fell asleep through all of them except for when the battle uh, the death star was blown up and at, my response to adam was that's it is it over and said <laughs> what do you mean is it over and i said that's all that's happening he's like yeah they blew it up and i'm like good for them what's next <laughs> i i just it doesn't fascinate me and, and i'm a huge huge sci-fi nerd so i'm sorry i nothing against it i understand people love it uh it's just not my 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 cup of tea speaking of not no cups of tea uh that's kind of how battlefield has been for me uh i am i do enjoy it and, and it always came out where like cod and battlefields would come out around the same time one time that i buy them both and i realize how much of a waste of money it was uh because <laughs> because i end up playing more call of duty and hardly ever play battlefield their story and campaign mode is great, but I suffer from the same issue uh, as you, Lex, is I don't know where half the time I'm even getting shot from. I have a hard time seeing the people. It's slower pace. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I do enjoy the vehicle sides of it. I loved, I, I did enjoy the Battlefront. I love the concept. I'm sorry, hold on, let me rephrase that. I enjoy the concept of Battlefront, the execution not so much. Uh, but it's all—I am a huge uh, Star Wars nerd, so I love being able to play with those characters in that universe. But there was so much meat missing from those games; it was hard uh, to stick with it. Uh, uh, Last Jedi—that is solid. I'm still—I'm that's on that's after Final Fantasy. I moved to finish because I'm almost done with uh, Fallen Order as well. Um, but that one was pretty. <laughs> That one was pretty solid, uh, but yeah, I was like, eh, Battlefield. We'll we'll see what it's about. I'll I'll take a look and and yeah, we'll reassess. But uh, yeah, I'm just like, eh, that that's uh, that is cool that they're doing it. But uh, it doesn't it doesn't uh, you know again it not necessarily uh, uh, the highest on my FPS games list uh, for sure. So doesn't tickle the fancy. Well, uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, I believe I'm this underscore Lex, because uh, other people stole my name. Uh, on Twitch, I'm this underscore is underscore Lex. Uh, you can find me and Opie there Monday through Thursday, usually, and then Saturdays with the other podcast. Tonight is Spoopy Tuesday, so if you like spooky games, come hang out. Uh, but yeah, Tuesdays are spoopy nights, and uh, you know the other nights are themed as well, but you'll have to uh, stay tuned because those change, but Tuesdays stick to the same. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Davis. All right. Well, uh, I am. Uh, well, I do have a Twitch. Uh, two two places. Uh, by Twitch, if you want to stop by, say hello when we play uh, random games. Go. You can go on our Twitch page. It's CFG Games. Uh, but the main thing is uh, you can go to our main website. It's uh, confreaksandgeeks.com. And uh, where you can see a lot of awesome content, cosplay interviews, uh, photos, reviews, 
uh, everything is on that site. Like actually right now I'm working on the review for streets of rage four. So, but the, uh, uh, but like you can definitely check it, check us out. Uh, the big one is a uh, con freaks and geeks.com. Awesome. We appreciate you guys again, uh, coming on. Thank you guys so much, uh, for listening, uh, to episode 15. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And you already know, but I'm going to say it anyway. We love your faces. We'll be right back.